As a listener to Intelligent Medicine, you know that fish oil provides the vital omega-3s, EPA, and DHA that support your cardiovascular, brain, nerve, vision, immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including soft gels, liquid, and enteric-coated options in a variety of potencies. Vital Nutrients even offers a high-performance and nutrient-dense vegan omega supplement option. Vital Nutrients' line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions are held to the most rigorous quality standards in the industry, ensuring maximum freshness, purity, and potency. I use Vital Nutrients myself and recommend it to my patients. For more information and to order, call 888-328-9992. That's 888-328-9992. Or go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the Vital Nutrients line of Ultra Pure Omega-3 Solutions. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine, another hour of the weekend edition of Intelligent Medicine. You can start dialing now, 877-726-8255. If you want to get in on the conversation uh, with comments or questions, we're here. And you can come directly into the doctor's office and uh, state your case. We got lots to talk about uh, this hour, uh, including a study that looks at the effects of fruits on health. Uh, fruit intake, fruit is generally thought to be a healthy thing, but um, new study cast doubt on whether having tons of fruit may be okay. Also, uh, the link between stress and arthritis, all that coming up this hour, 877-726-8255. And so COVID is hitting us pretty hard again. And that's because of Omicron variants, BA4 and BA5 subvariants of the variant. And it just keeps on mutating to evade our defenses. Even a prior infection is no guarantee that you won't get it again. Uh, the vaccine are relatively ineffective, especially after a couple of months. Uh, the protection that it affords wanes. And so uh, lots of people are kind of giving up on boosters because uh, they're awaiting a new uh, a new Omicron specific vaccine that a lot of companies are trying to create in time for a potential fall surge. The problem is uh, with immune memory that may get stuck like a broken record on previous iterations of the vaccine. It's called uh, the immunological original sin. In other words, uh, whatever you were vaccinated against in the beginning uh, is where your immune system will perseverate on. And that may cause new Omicron-specific vaccine uh, options to not work that well against uh, new versions of Omicron. Besides, uh, by the time these are targeting Omicron uh, BA4 and 5, we may be on to uh, 7, 8, 9, and 10. And uh, in a futile chase uh, as we undergo with the flu. Yeah, we get some protection some years, but uh, some years the prediction is wrong. 
and a new flu variant emerges that wasn't anticipated, and then the vaccine uh, is only effective in low double digits. Okay, well, uh, another aspect of this is long COVID, because a lot of people aren't afraid of getting COVID. They're, you know, pretty healthy, and like many of you listeners out there, not likely to get hospitalized or die of COVID, thank goodness. But uh, they're worried about long COVID. And what's insidious about long COVID is you don't have to be very sick with COVID to have long COVID. I mean, your risk of long COVID is increased if you have a very severe bout of COVID, no question. If you're hospitalized, if you're put on a ventilator, if you're uh, uh, in a induced coma for a couple of weeks, yeah, you're much more likely to have long-term sequelae of COVID. Um, the medical term for this is PASC. Uh, post-acute sequelae of COVID, P-A-S-C, but we'll call it long COVID or COVID long haulers. And there's a study here about um, elite football players. In England, for some reason, they call soccer football. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this study is from the UK. Um, match day performance of professional footballers dropped after recovering from COVID-19 with three quarters fighting fatigue for six weeks. Found that 77% of those studied fought general fatigue for 37 days and 54% battled muscle fatigue for 38 days after testing negative. Now, this, by the way, is not long COVID. This is normal. This is normal after you have any kind of severe virus, even a cold, but certainly the flu, uh, you're going to be tired for a while. And, you know, you can attest to this, those of you who've had COVID, and I can attest to this because when I had COVID over the holidays, over Christmas time, uh, I was knocked out for uh, a week or 10 days. And then I started to resume exercise. And I feel felt like my uh, muscles were lead. You know, I just did not have the endurance. And it took uh, two, three weeks to recover. I, fortunately, I didn't have this long-term 54% of them experiencing muscle fatigue for 38 days after testing negative. There wasn't me. But um, there is something to this that people are tired after. So we cannot call this long COVID, but there are people with long COVID, which is really devastating. They've had it for months, even years. They may have acquired COVID at the beginning of the pandemic and are still not well. And so there's an article here, uh, long COVID patients going broke traveling overseas for unproven blood washing treatment. What are they talking about here? Um, it's uh, something called apheresis. It's a blood filtering treatment, which doctors use to say, clean out, you know, in astronomically high cholesterol, for example, you can clean the blood of high cholesterol with apheresis. Are there certain proteins that get generated in autoimmune conditions like Guillain-Barre syndrome? And so sometimes uh, apheresis is used to clean the blood uh, of toxic elements. And it's it sounds like a modern equivalent of something that's kind of medieval, which is bloodletting. When people were sick, they said, well, let's get rid of the toxic humors in their bloodstream and will purge the body. This is a modern uh, version of that. Recently, private clinics in Cyprus, Germany, and Switzerland have started offering blood washing treatments to patients with long COVID, despite little scientific evidence that the invasive procedure actually reduces COVID-related symptoms. There may be a study or two, but that does not apply to all uh, patients uh, who have long COVID. It's not a tried and true method. And uh, they say that 
people could potentially go bankrupt accessing these treatments for which there's limited to no eff- uh, evidence of effectiveness. Um, one patient with long COVID uh, states, I'd have sold my house and given it away to get better without a second thought. Um, so, and another patient was from the Netherlands, uh, spent more than $50,000 on treatments at the long COVID center in Cyprus. So already the, the centers are popping up and, you know, maybe they got some techniques and methods to deal with long COVID, but they sound like money making operations. Um, the, um, the therapy that is of interest in relation to long COVID that where there is some scientific evidence is interesting. According to a new study, safety and efficacy of low dose naltrexone, which is inexpensive and may cost, I don't know, maybe 30, $40 a month. I'm not sure, but you know, low double digit dollars per month. Safety and efficacy of low-dose naltrexone, this has to be prescribed by a doctor, you can't buy it over-the-counter, in a long COVID cohort. Uh, it's a small uh, initial study just out. Uh, up to 37.7% of patients experience symptoms beyond 12 weeks after infection with SARS-CoV-2. Well, you know, I think that's a little bit of an over-estimate. But um, what they're saying here is that... Um, the uh, improvements were seen in these patients in six of seven parameters measured recovery from COVID-19, uh, improvement in activities of daily living, improved energy levels, pain levels, levels of concentration, because brain fog is a feature of this, and sleep disturbances, improvements in mood. Uh, these uh, were found in this small preliminary study of 52 patients. The conclusion is LDN is safe in patients with PCS or PASC, uh, post-COVID syndrome, or post-acute uh, sequelae of COVID. Uh, LDN is safe in patients with PCS and may improve well-being and reduce symptomatology in this cohort. More controlled trials are needed to further explore this. Okay, so it's not definitive, but this is one of our tools, relatively inexpensive. Another one, um, another study, hyperbaric oxygen therapy improves neurocognitive functions and symptoms of post-COVID condition. It's a randomized control trial, which is what you want. A uh, study done in Israel, and what they found is that um, uh, they looked at changes in the brain. They did brain MRIs and perfusion studies, and the results indicate that hyperbaric oxygen can induce neuroplasticity. That's the way the brain adapts. Uh, after injury and improves cognitive psychiatric fatigue, sleep and pain symptoms of patients suffering from post COVID-19 condition. The beneficial effect may be attributed to increased brain perfusion. In other words, better brain circulation and neuroplasticity. That's a cool word. The ability to adapt and change uh, in response to an insult that occurs to the brain. So very cool, very cool. There are methods, and uh, this is something that's undergoing intensive research. Many integrative doctors, we're seeing more and more patients with long COVID, and we're, hope, we're helping to provide solutions. 877-726-8255, our number, and this is Intelligent Medicine.
Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. We put the power in probiotics. We were the first to emphasize the importance of postbiotic metabolites in creating and maintaining the biodiversity of flora in the gut microbiome for optimal digestion, gut brain, immune, and hormonal health. Multi-year fermentation is key in producing the postbiotic metabolites that are found in exceptional probiotics like Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Healthy fruits and vegetables are fermented, resulting in over 500 postbiotic metabolites for optimum digestive and immune support. So don't rely on a simple claim that the product has 50 billion or more CFUs. That is not the hallmark of how to gauge a powerful probiotic. Instead, look for diversity. Look for fermentation. Look for postbiotics. Look for Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are certified vegetarian and free of gluten, allergens, and GMOs. Get Dr. O'Hara's probiotics today at fine health retailers everywhere and online. Fish oil provides the vital omega-3s, EPA, and DHA that support your cardiovascular, brain, nerve, vision, immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including a nutrient-dense vegan option. I use Vital Nutrients myself and recommend it to my patients. For more information and to order, go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the Vital Nutrients line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions. If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Chocolate can be your strength. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain function, heart health, and full body performance. But you'd have to eat five or more ordinary bars a day to get those benefits. Flava Naturals Chocolate, Cocoa Powder, and Beverages deliver five to nine times the flavanols of a typical dark chocolate bar. I use it every day. For more information and order, just go to FlavaNaturals.com. That's FlavaNaturals.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman with you on a weekend, 877-726-8255, our number. And uh, that number available to you 24-7, so you can record a question like this person did. Hi, Dr. Hoffman. I've been um, diagnosed with high amylase enzyme in my pancreas. I was wondering if you um, could explain what that means, how dangerous is it. I have to have an MRI in 10 days. In the meantime, I have a lot of discomfort in my stomach, and is there anything you can do about that? In the meantime, thank you very much. Okay. Well, the pancreas, the name pancreas means it makes everything. Uh, pan means everything, like panorama, right? And creus means creation, so it creates everything. And that's not far from the truth because the pancreas is responsible for creating digestive enzymes. Uh, it uh, makes uh, insulin and it makes other hormones which are essential for normal metabolism uh, as well as digestion. So it is a very important organ. And when it becomes inflamed, there are certain indicators. One is an elevation in amylase which is used to digest starches. And another is an elevation in lipase, which is used to digest fats. And when something's wrong with the pancreas, uh, those things become sky high. So it is likely that your uh, stomach discomfort is related in some way to your pancreas. Your pancreas can actually hurt or it can be... Um, an indication that something's going wrong somewhere else in your 
abdomen. So yes, you need an imaging study to see what's going on. You could have a stone in your pancreatic duct. Uh, people get pancreatitis sometimes from medications, rarely from spider bites, but more commonly from alcohol, uh, but also from, you know, just putting on the feed bag sometimes uh, can damage the pancreas. And uh, certain parts of the pancreas can stop functioning while others continue to work. You can keep making digestive enzymes, but maybe you're not producing enough insulin because it's only a certain part of your pancreas that's knocked out. It's the islets of Langerhans, which make the insulin. Uh, when you develop type 1 diabetes, those cease to function well. So um, you need some studies. Uh, and sometimes uh, what even happens is uh, they stick a tube down your throat and there's a special um, uh, endoscope that can go directly into your pancreas to visualize what's going on in there uh, or even potentially dislodge a stone or put in a stent to keep these uh, pancreatic ducts open so that in effect uh, the pancreatic output isn't bottled up in there creating a backlog which creates inflammation so um, there you have it uh, there's a variety of options in terms of what could be going on it's too early to, to know and I'd love you to call back and tell us what uh, the tests, the additional tests reveal, because there's something happening here, and what it is ain't exactly clear, to paraphrase the song. Uh, what you can do, if you have a problem with your pancreas, the first thing to do, even if you don't know what's going on, is to go on a very light diet. Uh, you don't want to eat a lot of fat, because fat challenges the pancreas. You don't want to eat a lot of sugar or carbohydrates, and you don't want to eat a ton of protein. You want to eat a relatively light food uh, that doesn't burden the pancreas, make the pancreas work harder. So, um, you know, other things, uh, we don't know yet what's going on there, but uh, it's likely that uh, taking some antioxidants will help if we find that it's pancreatic, you know, just pancreatitis due to an inflamed pancreas. But uh, it's too early to tell without some diagnostic tests. We need to look-see with a CT scan or an MRI to find out what's going on in there. 877-726-8255, our number. And uh, here's some discouraging news for uh, beer drinkers. Yeah, too much beer can cause pancreatitis. But, you know, what about moderate drinkers? I had a beer last night. I don't often drink beer, but, you know, summer night and I went out. It's delicious. People who drink in moderation faced sobering news on Thursday from a large British research study it shows that uh, there may be a higher incidence of Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's disease due to accumulation of iron that is associated with even moderate drinking. Well, all right. I hope that <laughs> doesn't dissuade you from an occasional beer. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Whoa, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter your body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean. 
Not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. 877-726-8255, our number. And it's summertime. So naturally, people gravitate towards fresh fruit. It's in season, and you can get uh, wonderful cherries and watermelon, and you can even get uh, tropical fruit. Uh, you can get pineapple from Hawaii year-round, and uh, delicious berries, uh, apples galore, pears, peaches are coming into season. They're among my favorites. And so people tend to fruit out in summer. And I noticed a phenomenon many years ago in my patients who were working to control their cholesterol and triglycerides. And uh, what we found was that uh, in spite of their best efforts, uh, summer times, we'd see an increase in triglycerides and sometimes in overall cholesterol because triglycerides contribute to certain parts of the cholesterol equation. So what's going on with that? Well, I discovered early on that uh, people's diets shift in summer. They get a little more lax in terms of their discipline. They drink more, but above all, they eat more fruit. And after telling them to curtail their excess fruit intake, everything returned to normal because fruit delivers a big wallop of, yes, sugar. Uh, fruit is healthy. It's got fiber. It's got all kinds of nutrients, but it also delivers delivers a wallop of sugar. And you may say, well, you know, why, oh, why uh, should that be? Uh, primitive man had access to fruit in the wild, and that was part of our normal diets, and nobody got diabetes then. Well, people were more active then. They had to work harder to forage and find the fruit. But also, modern fruit was bred for high sugar content. And if you look at uh, primitive apples... Uh, they're little inky dinky things and they're kind of sour tasting. Same thing with, uh, many berries, uh, many other types of fruits that we have bred, uh, to, uh, appeal to consumers. So they did a study here. Uh, 80 adults with fatty liver participated in this randomized controlled trial. Uh, one group, they divided them in half and one group got at least four servings of fruits daily. The control group consumed less than two servings per day. And then they were graded on the degree of fatty liver, the levels of their liver enzymes, which reflect uh, fatty liver, high levels of uh, ALT and AST, formerly known as SGOT and SGPT. It's kind of confusing. Uh, alkaline phosphatase and something called uh, GGT were used to assess liver function. Then they looked at cholesterol, triglycerides, LDL, HDL, blood sugar, and insulin resistance. And here's what they found. Uh, after six months of intervention, the fruit group eating four servings of fruits per day had a significantly higher body mass index. They gained a lot of weight. They also had more steatosis. That's fat in the liver. They had higher ALTs, ASTs, ALPs, and GGTs, 
um, their total cholesterol was higher and especially their triglycerides were higher. Their blood sugar was higher and they had markers of insulin resistance and they had lower HDL compared to the control group. So their conclusion, logically enough, the results of the present study indicated that consumption of fruits more than four servings per day exacerbates fatty liver, abnormal cholesterol and triglycerides, and blood sugar control in patients with fatty liver. These are patients who need to curtail their intake of sugar, and especially fruit sugar, which is rich in fructose. Fructose you can also obtain from soft drinks, so probably the same thing would happen if you told the people to drink four sodas a day uh, with uh, fructose, high fructose corn syrup. And so you may wonder, well, are these results generalizable to the, gen to the general populace? Because after all, they already they, these people already had fatty liver. And the answer is, uh, it depends. Uh, it is likely that most people may see some weight gain if they eat a ton of fruit, maybe some uh, elevations in their blood sugar, maybe not fatty liver if they're very active and metabolically fit and lean, but such a high percentage of people in this country have fatty liver, high, you know, moderate double digit percentages of Americans, estimated 20, 30, perhaps even 40%, uh, unaware of the fact that they have mild fatty liver already. Uh, these are individuals who would be prone to the adverse effects of excess fruit. So my suggestion for these patients is, yeah, eat, you know, like uh, a, cu a half a cup of berries every day if you have these conditions. Berries relatively lower in sugar. That's why they're a little tart if you don't put a lot of sugar on them. The temptation is you have some strawberries, you know, you pour like a couple of tablespoons of sugar on them. No, refrain from doing that. And um, so fruit, figures into the equation when it comes to metabolic dysfunction and fatty liver, which is epidemic in America. Lots of people suffering from fatty liver disease, also exacerbated by medications. Studies show environmental pollution plays a role as well. Uh, things like excess Tylenol definitely can take a toll on your liver. And these are some of the things that you have to watch out for. 877-726-8255, our number. Uh, well, it turns out that chocolate is now a functional food. That means it's a food that has, it's delicious. And a lot of people have a weakness for chocolate, but you can make it a functional food, a food that's good for you. And uh, if I sound, do I sound a, a tad smarter during today's podcast, more than usual. Maybe I've gained a couple of IQ points because prior to the show, I had my dark chocolate uh, cocoa powder from Flava Naturals. Uh, Flava Naturals performance chocolate can be your strength if chocolate is your weakness. I've been searching high and low for cocoa products that deliver meaningful amounts of healthful flavanols with great flavor and minimal sugar. So I'm thrilled to have found Flava Naturals extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain and heart function, including as a recent heart, Harvard study, uh, the Cosmos study, which I shared with you here on Intelligent Medicine. It showed a 27% reduction in cardiovascular death in people consuming high flavanol cocoa. 
but you'd need to eat more, eat five or more ordinary dark chocolate bars every day to match the flavanols consumed in most of these studies. Flavonatural's performance dark chocolate, cocoa powder, and beverages deliver five to nine times the flavanols of typical dark chocolate. Their secret is sourcing premium, high flavanol cocoa beans and processing them naturally. The result is decadent dark chocolate with the flavanol levels, levels needed to fuel brain and cardiac performance. I use Flavonaturals every day for more information, luscious recipes, and to order, just go to flavonaturals.com. That's flava or flavonaturals.com. Get 20% off with coupon code Hoffman at checkout at flavonaturals.com. And also, there's some plausible evidence that it may enhance athletic performance. Lots of athletes and sports teams taking it. All right. Um, this item has to do but something that we probably knew at a deep level, spirituality linked with better health outcomes and better patient care. A uh, big study from Harvard. Uh, our findings indicate that attention to spirituality and serious illness and in health should be a vital part of future whole person centered care. And the results of this study should stimulate more national discussion and progress on how spirituality can be incorporated into this type of value sensitive care. Okay, so spirituality and religiosity are not necessarily the same, although there's a lot of overlap. There's a real benefit to be had from the social support of being a member of a congregation or having, uh, you know, spiritual counseling from a reverend or an imam or a rabbi or a priest. Um, these are uh, ways that people can connect socially. And also, people who are observant, they tend to be more regulated in their lifestyle. You know, they plan ahead to attend church services. They uh, study the Bible uh, or the Koran. Uh, and they, they do things uh, more carefully and deliberately than people who are bereft of any spiritual orientation. But a spiritual orientation does not necessarily mean adherence to an organized religion. It could be the belief in a higher power, uh, the belief in uh, something that is greater than ourselves, and that gives us a sense of hope uh, and a sense of confidence in uh, outcomes. And that, that's important when you're sick. So uh, this study uh, looked at, um, in the study, they systematically identified and analyzed the highest quality evidence on spirituality in serious illness and health published between January 2000 and April 2022. So it was a review. 8,946 articles. Whew, a lot of articles. Um, and, um, what they, and they, they boiled it down and they came to consensus, uh, with, a 27-member panel that was composed of experts in spirituality and healthcare, public health, and medicine. And they represented a diversity of spiritual and religious views, including spiritual, not religious, atheist, Muslim, Catholic, various Christian denominations, and Hindu. And according to the researchers, the simple act of asking about a patient's spirituality can and should be part of patient-centered value-sensitive care. So, you know, you look, Patients are free to say, look, none of your beeswax, uh, that's not what I'm here for. But I often engage patients, uh, especially patients who are facing challenging health circumstances, about their uh, religious beliefs. And they can 
gain solace from those uh, religious or spiritual belief beliefs. Um, so uh, overlooking spirituality, they say here, leaves patients feeling disconnected from the healthcare system and the clinicians trying to care for them. Integrating spirituality into care can help each person have a better chance of reaching complete well-being and their highest attainable standards of health. So I, I thoroughly endorse their conclusion. I think they're on the right track. 877-726-8255, our number, and this is Intelligent Medicine. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional-grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical-grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site, it's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant, and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com. drhoffmanstore.com. Are you concerned about high blood pressure? Meet Berkeley Life, a supplement that may help maintain better blood flow and a healthier heart. Berkeley Life is scientifically developed to boost nitric oxide, a signaling molecule that helps maintain a healthy cardiovascular system. If you're worried about blood pressure, try Berkeley Life. Head to agewellbl.com slash Hoffman and use offer code Hoffman at checkout for 10% off your first order and free shipping. That's agewellbl.com slash Hoffman for Berkeley Life Nitric Oxide Support Supplements. If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Chocolate can be your strength. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain function, heart health, and full body performance. But you'd have to eat five or more ordinary bars a day to get those benefits. Flava Naturals chocolate, cocoa powder, and beverages deliver five to nine times the flavanols of a typical dark chocolate bar. I use it every day. For more information and order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. Back to Intelligent Medicine, Dr. Ronald Hoffman here for uh, our weekly Q&A with Layla. You can send questions to questions at drhoffman.net, and we'll read those questions during one of our podcasts and answer them. Or you can Call 877-726-8255 and record a question. But we got a live caller. Here he is. Let's talk to Michael. Hey, Dr. Hoffman. This is Michael calling back. Yeah, I've got a question regarding heart rate training zones. I've been trying to vary my workouts to work with the different zones. And I've, I'm 65 years old. I've been working out my entire life. So I'm really fit. Mm -hmm. And my concern is that the heart rate tables that I look at, to look at the zones and the max heart rate and so on, are all age-based. Yes. And... I don't feel like I'm a 65-year-old typical 65-year-old male when it comes to those yeah. tables. So I'm exactly. wondering how I can adjust or if I can adjust those in a way or how I, can, how I can train within the zones and be reflective of my current fitness level. Exactly. Well, you know, you may be chronologically 65, but you may be physiologically 50. And I'm looking at one of these uh, training tables right now, and it, it, they're based on age. So it says if you're 20, 
your target heart rate zone for 50 to 85% of maximal heart rate is 100 to 170 with the average maximum heart rate of 200. Well, if my heart rate at uh, nearly 70 went up to 200, I'd be in really in the red zone, you know, so uh, it is age related to some extent. And uh, by 70, your maximal heart rate is said to be 150 and you can train effectively from 75 to 128. Uh, I am not sure if there's a hard and fast rule about that because um, there are benefits to exercise that are sub-maximal. And then there's benefits to kind of hit it real hard, so-called high-intensity uh, interval training, HIIT, uh, which has got some distinct benefits. Uh, so I wouldn't obsess so much on your heart rate. I would uh, look at the volume of your exercise and, you know, the speed which which you accomplish different uh, objectives, you know, like what's your uh, 5K speed? You know, how long does it take you to cycle 20 miles? How long does it take you to swim 500 yards and so on? And see if you can beat your, you know, personal record. Uh, that's what I do, spending a little less time looking at my heart rate. Although I do look at my heart rate from time to time. I was cycling with um, a guy who was in his 30s, a really excellent cyclist. And uh, I barely could budge my heart rate uh, above 125. That was about as far as it would go. And at the end of the ride, he uh, looked at the record of his uh, heart rate. And he said, yeah, I was averaging about uh, 170. Okay, well, the guy's 30 years old and he's, you know, 30-something years old and he's in excellent condition. And so he can really boost that heart rate right up there. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's not just your age. It's your your uh you know metabolic age your physiologic age as opposed to your chronologic sure. age i hope okay. that helps yeah i i think there's well, a yeah. lot there's a lot written about this and you know it's this may apply to like really elite athletes tour de france bicyclists for example but uh, for the average person they're going to get about uh, 90% of the benefits uh by consistently exercising well within the submaximal range like 50 to 85% of their uh maximal heart rate that'll do so thanks for calling all right uh, this item and uh has to do with the mitochondria we talked about how important the mitochondria are for energy production especially in conditions where people are experiencing fatigue well new research shows that nt factor lipids will improve the absorption of a wide range of nutrients. That's another attribute of NT factor, which definitely works to support the mitochondria. Uh, it helps especially with those hard to absorb nutrients like CoQ10 or curcumin by more than 200%, according to a recent study. And like me, you're very particular about the supplements you take, but many of them may be difficult for your body to assimilate. Uh, now there's another great reason to add NT Factor to your daily regimen. And for a limited time, buy one container of NT Factor lipids powder. That's how I like to take it and get their delicious patented energy wafers free. They're portable. And so you don't have to uh, use a blender or mix them in with a drink. You can just, you know, chew on the wafers uh, when you're traveling or away from your kitchen. That's up to a 59 99 value get the energy boosting and nutrient absorption benefits of nt factor by mixing the lipids powder in your morning smoothie or on the go with the convenience of pleasant chewable berry flavored patented energy wafers just go to ntfactor.com that's ntfactor.com or call 800-982-9158 800-982-9158 buy nt factor lipids powder and get patented energy wafers free 
for a limited time. It's a great offer. Stock up now. All right. I promised to tell you about uh, this, the relationship between chronic stress and arthritis. And yeah, it's stressful to be in pain, but it turns out that stress may promote arthritis. Uh, it's a study of studies, looked at 54 different studies. And what they found was that uh, adverse life events, adverse child experiences uh, were associated with severity of arthritis. Uh, a majority of the studies, 41 out of 54, suggested a relationship between exposure to chronic stressors and arthritis development. So the conclusion is that, uh, well, we need a biopsychosocial approach to chronic disease, evaluating not just uh, wear and tear or inflammatory uh, cytokines, uh, using medication to quash the inflammation, but uh, we also need to look at the context in which people are experiencing arthritis, which may be life stress. Yeah, it can affect your joints. All right, thanks very much for joining us. A uh, great opportunity to share a lot of information with you. You can find out more at drhoffman.com. Subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, download our podcast. Follow us on social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter. And have yourselves a great weekend. Do something healthy on your own behalf. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine.